Continuing where we have started lately and talking about the case of self-purification upon the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he swore 11 times continuous times in the surah of shams that the only one who are going to be winner those people who are only the people who have purified themselves and those people who do not purify themselves they are losers so continue to talking about this case tonight inshallah we'll talk we talked last week the week before about the poisons of the heart we said we're talking about the poisons yani mental poisons not physical poison. So tonight we need to talk about the other side of the case, the case of the food which is going to make the heart closer and stronger, closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and stronger in Iman. Of course as you know, if we just compare to the human being body, a human being body needs food and needs medicine in order to stay alive and become strong enough to do what he's supposed to do in this life. The same thing for the heart. And again to say that we're talking about the heart which is the mental heart, not the physical heart, which is the piece on the chest. We're talking about the heart that Allah SWT is talking about in the, in the Holy Quran and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is talking in his hadith. That heart which is going to be purified so it will be the best leader of the body to do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to do, to satisfy Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to think of the case the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted us to think it. To take the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us to do. So the only answer actually to say if somebody asks, what is the food which is needed by the heart? What is the medicine that will save the heart from being sick or dead? Again to remind you that the hearts are free. A life heart, that's the, the believers or mu'min's heart. The sick heart, which is the Muslim who is having a lot of problems among his iman, among his deeds. And the last one is the dead heart, which is the kafirin or the kafir's disbeliever's heart. So in order to have our heart healthy, clean, pure, we have to, to, to take two things. The medicine and the food. And both of them are mental. Not a medicine that you can say antibiotic, uh, whatever we call it, aspirin and other things. No. It's the case of the mental medicine. As we will see inshallah, piece by piece when we talk about it. So the first case, the most important food for the heart is the zikr. It's worshipping. The worshipping, every worshipping we are doing is actually a food for the, for the heart. But we will see how zikr is the best of it. Zikr is the first one as we see in the paper, inshallah, this segregated to you, inshallah, segregated to you. Every good worshipping, correct worshipping, 
will be the best food for the heart. When we say correct worshipping, because not every worshipping will be food or good food for the, for the heart. Some worshippings will be poison for the heart. How is that? If you remember we said that any worshipping should have two conditions in order to be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Should be for Allah only and the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Only for Allah that is what is necessitated by saying la ilaha illallah. None has the right to be worshipped by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it has to be the ibadah or worshipping should be only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is what the, the Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said. So if someone says Muhammad Rasulullah and he does not follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he is not bringing the second condition. He is not accepting la ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Because saying Muhammad Rasulullah doesn't mean just to say it by tongue. Otherwise, the hypocrites in the time of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would be the best. Because they say it always. Say, La ilaha Muhammad Rasulullah, it's easy to say by son. But when it comes to practice, hypocrites fail. Hypocrites in the time of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam failed when they come to the practice. Because actually they say it by son, but they don't believe it inside, they don't practice in life. See, so a Muslim, a true Muslim, a true Mu'min, who is having La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam by heart, by tongue, and by action also. These are three cases must be done there. So, every correct worshipping will be food, good food for the heart to live, to be strong. We'll have some, some of these ibadat or worshipping as mentioned in here. Zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, reciting Holy Quran, istighfar, dua, prayers of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, al-salat al-nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, also tahajjud, praying at the end of the night. All of these are part of the food that the heart needs it really to be strong enough and good enough for Jannah. And remember, when Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the way. He gave him the food. Not physical food. He gave him the food where to be capable of carrying this hard or heavy mission, which is da'wah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he told him subhanahu wa ta'ala in that surah which everybody knows, Ya ayyuhal muzzammil, umil layla illa qalila. Why? Why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordering Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the beginning of da'wah to pray most of the night? Most of the Mufassirin said that he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam needed to be trained by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be capable of carrying the message and deliver it to the people. So to have your own ibadah at home, whether it's praying, whether it's reciting Holy Quran, studying the ilm, the knowledge of Islam, these are very important for a Muslim to be capable of da'wah. Otherwise how can he make da'wah? They have a say on, on management. They say, if you cannot manage yourself, you cannot manage the others. If we cannot control ourselves, purify ourselves, we cannot ask the others to be to prefer themselves. We cannot lead them to the right track if we are not in the right track. 
So a Muslim really needs first of all to take care of himself, to make it ready and capable of carrying the mission of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What was the mission of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? The mission was da'wah, saving people from hellfire. And every good Muslim should really follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this mission and carry this mission to the people as much as he can. First of all for himself, secondly for his family, we're called by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam كلكم رائع وكلكم مسؤول عن رعيته هو في الرعية يرعي في الوائف في الشيلدرن في الوائف في الوائف في الوائف في الوائف When this self is cleaned and purified and the heart is strong enough, carries enough food, carries enough strength on Islam, then he is good enough to call people to Islam, to work for Islam. Let's see now one of these most important things that the, the heart can be purified and cleaned. One major case is the zikr. Zikr means to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in different ways, as we will see inshallah in here. But the major of it what sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Mu'adh ibn Jabal when he told him in the hadith, Ala dilluka ala milaki dhalika kulih, qala qultu bala ya Rasulullah. Qala la yazalu lisanuka ratban bi dhikrillah. La yazalu lisanuka ratban bi dhikrillah. Keep your tongue always with, with dhikr. With, not with water, no, with dhikr. Dhikr is always in your tongue. That is the major case that makes a Muslim close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you remember, if someone loves something, he will always remember it. He will always talk about it. People who love football will always talk about football. Anywhere he sits, start talking about football. That club and that club and that country and that country. He is always remembering these things. People who love money, they talk always about money. People who love other things, they always talk about things. Ah, but the good Muslim, the best Muslim is who loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so he always remembers Allah. What a, big, what a big difference. What a big difference between these people who really run and remember the dunya, materialistic things, and those people who always remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Big difference between these two. So, let's see now how important is zikr. Zikr is actually, as Ibn Taymiyyah said, zikr to the heart is like the water to the fish. Can you take a fish outside of the water and keep it alive? If the fish leaves the water, it dies. And the true heart, the Muslim heart, when it goes away from zikr, it dies. That's why kafirin, they don't remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hypocrites, they don't remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَإِذَا قَامُوا إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ قَامُوا كُسَالًا يُرَاؤُونَ النَّاسَ وَلَا يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا They don't remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're limited only. Because they don't love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah does not love them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not love them. But those good moments, they always remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they told you. One of these examples was Shaykh bin Baz, rahimahullah, he was... I heard him so many times when he was asked 
and he's giving fatwa. While he's giving fatwa, he was, rahimahullah, he was also making istighfar at the same time. And he's listening to the question of the person and he's also making istighfar. So the heart is, which is always really hands with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that really the heart where really is true and alive heart that every woman really needs. Let's see some of these, some benefits of the dhikr. Dhikr will punish shaitan, will kick away shaitan. So shaitan cannot really control that body or that heart which is always remembered Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't you remember the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? When he told one of these sahaba, he told him in, the dark na- in a dark night, he said, say. But the sahaba did not know what to say. So he kept silent. Then again Muhammad told him, say. He did not say anything because he doesn't know what to say. So he told him third time, say. So he said, Ya Rasulullah, what should I say? What should I say? He said, say, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدْ قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقُ قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ Three times in the morning and in the evening will protect you from everything. Who is the protector? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is protecting those people who recite these three surahs three times each in the morning and the evening. So, in this case, shaitan will be run away. Listen to this surah. Really amazing surah if you just think of it and study the, the, the meaning of it. قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ مَلِكِ النَّاسِ إِلَاهِ النَّاسِ Three qualities of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. مِنْ شَرِّ الْوَسْوَاسِ الْخَنَّاسِ Who is he? Shaitan. الَّذِي يُوَسْوِسُ فِي صُدُورِ النَّاسِ مِنَ الْجِنَّةِ وَالنَّاسِ Waswas, he's making waswasa, means he's just trying to play with the mind of the person, keep his heart far away from Allah, always remind, remind, reminding him of things that he doesn't want to remember, especially during salah. That's why I told you before there is a hadith to tell us that there is a special shaitan for salah called Khinzab. Shaitan, his name is Khinzab. One of the tribe of shaitan, Iblis. One of the tribe of Iblis. His name is Khinzab, he's specialized for salah. He comes in Salah and starts reminding things that you don't want to remember. You are busy with the Salah. And I told you about the joke about Imam Ahmad, rahimahullah. Once a man came to him and said, Ya Imam, I lost my money. He said, where did you put it? He said, I cannot. I remember I put it in some, in, in some bag and I hide it in some place. I cannot remember now. Please, help me out. He said, okay, fine. What to do is just tonight, after midnight or after in the, third, the last third of the night, Make wudu and make surakas, don't think of in them in anything except salah itself. So the man took this advice and in, in the end of the night he woke up and he made wudu and he started to make salah. So shaitan came to him, he tried, tried to move him away from the salah because shaitan is angry when he, he sees mu'min praying fantastically to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he tried to move him away, remind him things, he doesn't care, he's still continuing the, the, the advice of Imam Ahmad rahimahullah. Not to think of anything except salah. So when he finished the first rak'ah, Shaitan got so angry that he cannot do that right away. So in the second rak'ah, he told him where is the money. Shaitan told this man where his money is. So he went quickly. So he ran away to get his money. Next day he came, now the story is not finished yet. He came to Imam Ahmad and said, thank you, Jazakallah khair. He said, what happened? He said, wallahi, last night when I prayed, I, started, I remember this in the second rak'ah. I said, ah, I know, Shaitan will not with you. We're not with you, pray. 
complete salah with, without thinking of the other. So shaitan is what's what? He makes wiswasa in the mind, in the heart, to remind the person about things that he doesn't, yani, maybe you forget them, he wants to remember them, but he cannot, then in salah he comes and says, oh, remember that, remember this. So he drives him away all around the, the, you know, in the road and he forgets the salah. And he always, yani, gets back to his mind when he hears the Imam, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi What happened? If you ask him, what did the Imam recite in the, in the first rakah or second rakah? How many rakahs? Nobody knows. That's why a lot of Imams, they make mistakes in Salah, nobody cares. Everybody is running around. They solve problems of the world and they go there and come there and subhanallah. That's why Shaitan is there. Waswat, he make waswat. But read the, the word after that. Al-waswat, al-khannas. Khannas in Arabic means the one who runs away. Khannas in Arabic means the, the one who runs away. So when you make isti'adah from shaitan, when you make zikr of Allah, he runs away. He goes away. He cannot stay with you. So it's very easy. Yani, it's, uh, shaitan, although we cannot see him. As Allah tells his holy book about shaitan, his tribe, We cannot see them. They are with us in here. Shaitan is running around this world. In fact, each one of us have his own shaitan, the qareem. Each one of us. His have, he has his own shaitan. Even Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Even Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He, uh, upon what he said, Qalu, Sahaba told him, Qalu, Ya Rasulullah, Hatta anta Ya Rasulullah, Qal, Hatta ana illa inna Allah aani alihi fa'atla. So Allah gave the help to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this shaitan accepted Islam, or, and the other meaning of the word in Arabic, that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is safe from him. However, so this shaitan is the waswat and he is khannat, also he runs away when you make dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is one of the best things about dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Second thing is to satisfy Allah, because Allah loves those people who remember him. He loves those people who remember him subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَالذَّاكِرِينَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا وَالذَّاكِرَاتِ And in the hadith, مَنْ ذَكَرَنِي فِي نَفْسِهِ ذَكَرْتُهُ فِي نَفْسِهِ and this, this one, the one who remembers me, the meaning of the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is Hayyat Qudsi, the, the one who remembers me in himself, yani without, without telling the people or without loudly, nobody knows about him, Allah will remember him in his, himself subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah, Allah, the creator and sustainer of everything, the greatest subhanahu wa ta'ala remembers you by name. Just if you remember him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the rest of the hadith, and those ones who remember Allah in among people, among the others, Allah will bring his name among the angels in the heavens. So your name will be mentioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in there, in the heavens, among the angels. How nice. How nice. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the great, the greatest subhanahu wa ta'ala remembering you. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be satisfied with those people who remember him subhanahu wa ta'ala by dhikr. Let's stop here in a point. When we say dhikr, unfortunately, unfortunately lots of Muslims they go directly to, the, to these dhikr which is made by the Sufis. Dhikr not, not done by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Not required by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In fact Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam hates them. He said clearly, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, مَنْ أَحْدَثَ فِي أَمْرِنَا هَذَا مَا لَيْسَ مِنْ فَهُوَ رَجْ 
whoever make anything and novate anything in our matter which is deal of Islam, it is rejected. That is narrated by Muslim. And you know Muslim and Bukhari, there's no discuss about the correct you know, they are mostly they are totally correct, inshallah. So the dhikr we mean is the dhikr that done by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa or ordered by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And it's a lot, plenty, a lot of dhikr, alhamdulillah. Why to go and find some other dhikr? Why to go and create, innovate new dhikr? Well, there's a lot of dhikr. Wallah, if we are busy with the dhikr that Muhammad sallallahu has done, we will be too busy to think of other things. There's dhikr of when you wake up in the, from the sleeping. Now just start from the first single minute of your life, of your day. When you wake up from sleeping, there's dhikr. When you stand up, there's dhikr. When you go for wudu, there's dhikr. There's dhikr. When you, before you get to the bathroom, there's dhikr. When you leave the bathroom, there's dhikr. Before you sit down, there's dhikr. When you eat, there's dhikr. When you, when you sleep, subhanallah, everything, all your life. There is morning dhikr. There is after salah dhikr, subhanallah, full, lots of dhikr. All we have to do is just learn the dhikr which is done by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Not which is done by such and such groups. Qadri, Sahawardi, Naqshabandi, Rifai, so on. No need. Go to what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam dhikr. Take the dhikr of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's enough for us. If someone asks you, from where does this dhikr? Say from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Don't say this is my tariqah. No. Our tariqah is the tariqah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم هو أرضي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم هذا بارز النبيين عن الصحابة رضي الله عنهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين نو no, نفذي سبيبه أولي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم Also some of the benefits of ذكر is removes the worry those people who are worried tired in their life facing so much trouble too much thinking they cannot like we are carrying the whole world in their head. Tell them to remember Allah. Just remember Allah. Then everything will go away. Calmness will come to their heart. No more worry. No more troubles. No more heart attack. No more blood pressure. The only solution is to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who said so? Allah said so. الذين آمنوا وتطمئن قلوبهم بذكر الله ألا بذكر الله تطمئن القلوب Yes تطمئن القلوب means the car the heart will be calm heavenly nice they don't care about anything else no trouble but what about the other these people who are covered the sons are not good this just depend on Allah and work it out as Allah told you see Nuh عليه السلام Nuh one of the best five messengers First one of them. His son was a kafir. His wife was a kafir. How did he deal with that? He did the way that Allah wanted him to deal with it. When he asked Allah to save his son, Allah told him, your son is no good. إِنَّهُ عَمَلٌ غَيْرُ صَالِحٍ إِنَّهُ لَيْسَ مِنْ أَهْلِكِ إِنَّهُ عَمَلٌ غَيْرُ صَالِحٍ He is no good. خلاص. So he took it as it is. No good, no good. خلي ولي. As Allah told me, he did not have a heart attack, alayhi salam. He did not get sick, he did not go to the hospital or to the uh, uh, psychiatrist. No. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam obeyed the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's all. So, tell these people who are worried, tired, troubled, tell them to remember Allah. They will be calm. 
تطمئنهم بذكر الله الا بذكر الله تطمئن القلوب ذكر اوسو لا تذكرون ان ذا فيس وانا سي لايتن ادون مين تشينج ذا كالر اي مين ذا فيلينج اني كان سي والله سمتايمز يو ميت بيبل ذير فيس لايك ار لايتن ذير ذا لايت ميبي ذير بلاك توتالي افريكان But still their faces are mighty. How is that? It is the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is iman. It is faith. That makes people really change even their faces. While you see some people, a'udhu billah, their faces are dark. Not dark with color. But dark with no light. You feel it is really... They are feeling like they are, they are pissed. Too much trouble. That's because of the bad deeds. The disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their life. No zikr are done. So they are really feeling so bad inside, so bad outside. Their souls are really pressed. Listen to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling us about these people. وَمَنْ أَعْرَضَ عَنْ ذِكْرِي فَإِنَّ لَهُ مَعِيشَةً ضَلْكًا وَنَحْشُرُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ أَعْنًا مَعِيشَةً ضَلْكًا means in life he having the rings. A person life, he's so tired, he's rich, he's eating the lot, he's having children and money and cars and everything, but still he is unhappy. His ma'isha, his bulk, his life is really pressed, squeezed. Why? Because he's far away from Allah. He's not remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Zikr also will gain the person the love of Allah because Allah loves those people who remember him subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the hadith of Qudsi وَمَا تَقَرَّبَ إِلَيَّ عَبْدِي بِشَيْءٍ أَحَبُّ إِلَيَّ مِمَّا افْتَرَضْتُهُ عَلَيْهِ وَلَا يَزَالُ الْعَبْدِ يَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَيَّ بِالنَّوَابِ الْعَدْتَى أُحِبَّةِ نَوَابِ الْمِينَ other than فرائد which is مكتوبات صلاح صوم حج زكاة ذكر There's some zikr is mandatory, like zikr in salah. Can you do salah without fatiha? Can you do salah without tashahud akhir? You cannot. This is must zikr. But there is also nafil zikr. Nafil means it's up to you. If you want to do it, you will be rewarded. If you don't, Allah will not punish you. But remember, when it's done, it is really getting the person closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will enjoy, he will love Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love him. So there will be really true love from Allah Taala to these people who remember Him. Also, the person will be getting the honor of being remembered by Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Allah will remember him, as we said. He will remember him whether by Himself Subhanahu Wa Taala or He will remember him in front of the angels, which is a big honor, big honor for a person, poor slave living in this life. Having no capability of doing anything, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala will remember Him Subhanahu Wa Taala. I'd like to add one case in here, which is very important also. I really forgot to put it in the paper, but it's very important. Those people who remember Allah will have the good end. When they die, they will die peacefully. How's that? Let me give you one small story. Actually, Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah, made so many stories about this case in one of his books called 
But I'll give you a story which is happened few years ago in here in Riyadh. Two young men were driving their car with the radio and music. They are dancing in the car, singing with the singer. The car flipped. When the car flipped, people stopped to see and to help out. And when they came to these two guys, one of them already dead. The other one was still singing. So they told him, Ya Sheikh, Qul la ilaha illallah. He kept on singing until he died. Why? Why? Because he kept on his life singing, not remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. While the others who are in their life remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will remember him when he gets to death. Only people who remember Allah in their lives, they will remember Him when they die. The others who are always remembering the money, the cars, the football, they will die with this. They will remember these things when they are dying. They cannot really remember La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. So many people when we ask them, yani, those people who told us about these people who died, they say, we tell people say La ilaha illallah, they say I cannot say. I cannot say. Give me a cigarette. He died. Wallahi, one, one, one guy, one, one young boy, Saudi, he was dying and asking for a cigarette before he died. And while he's dying, he's still leaving the body and he's asking for a cigarette. Subhanallah. Say that Allah, he cannot say that Allah. But those people who are remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their lives, always remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when this comes, they are happy. Remember Bilal ibn Rabah radiallahu anhu arda. He was dying. And his wife saw him dying. She felt so sorry. And she cried, Wa musibata. She cried. So he told her, No. Don't say Wa musibata. Don't say it's a tragedy. Say Wa farhata. What a happy thing to do. Tomorrow we'll see Muhammad and his brothers. And his followers. Tomorrow is what? Meaning after this. And he died. Those people are happy to die. Why are they happy to die? Because they know that they are moving from bad life to the true life. One of these rulers, one Amawi Khalifa, was asking one of the Islamic good scholars in that time. His name is Abu Hazim. So this Khalifa asked this Abu Hazim, who is a scholar, said, Ya Abu Hazim, why are we hating the death? Why do we hate to die? He said, it's easy. Because you have built your life, your palaces, your dunya, you made a lot of things in your dunya, money and things and this and this, and you destroyed your akhirah. So you hate to move from good buildings to bad buildings. Subhanallah al Just think it this way. Those mu'mins who are really building their akhirah, their jannah, their houses in jannah by zikr, those who pray 12 rak'ahs a day, they are build, Allah is building, them, building for them a house in Jannah. Upon the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha, Ibn Umar radiallahu anha, Man salla lahi sinta ya'ashrat rak'ah, and the other hadith, ashrat rak'ah, fil yawmi wal layla, banallahu lahu. Allah is building for us houses. Banallahu lahu baytan fil Jannah. Just to pray 12 rak'ahs a day. Four before the door, two after the door, two after the Maghrib, two after the Isha, two before the Fajr. Dhikr which is not a must. 
It's not mandatory, sorry. It is optional. Nafila. But those people who love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they want to do this. And they are so tired and angry when they lose it. You see good people like you, mashallah, when they come to the masjid, they are directly trying to do the salah and sit down to the Quran. Why? Because they enjoy being in the masjid. Those good people are really enjoy to stay in the masjid, not five persons. Some people they just stick to stay in the masjid. They want to run away. As soon as you say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, the other one they are already out of the masjid. A'udhu billahi shahada. Are they in jail? They are feeling that they are in jail. They want to run away. Subhanallah, what's behind the, the, the door of the masjid? Nothing. Wallahi, sometimes, as I told you, maybe there's a trick, uh, a, a, a story, a joke, really, but it's true, a true story. And a, a man who was only nagging with the Imam, and that one of the masjids of Riyadh, say, Yes, you are making salah so long. Yes, Shahada. 10 15 minutes we are in salah, yes, we are tired, yes, Make it short. Don't recite so much Quran. That's why. So Imam is always, he's giving, yeah, the guy is always giving him this giving every time. One day he looked, yeah, Imam left the masjid, he found this man standing to talk to his, one of his friends beside the door of the masjid. Salam alaikum. When he, Imam went for his, some of his yeah, business, he came back at 12 o'clock at night, midnight, and he found the man still talking to his friend. He said, MashaAllah, MashaAllah. Next day he said, Tired. excuse me. Now you are tired of standing 15 minutes for one salah or 10 minutes and you stand, stood last night for hours giggling about this dunya? Subhanallah, ishhad. What kind of comparison is this? Yani for, shaitan, for shaitan and giggling and this dunya, you are ready to stay for hours standing on your own feet and for salah. You cannot stay 10 15 minutes? Ishhad. So the man only keeps silent at least. He does never talk about the Imam, the Imam about this anymore. However, do you think those people who are making zikr, facing troubles when they die? Then listen to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he told us in the hadith of Al-Bara ibn Azib radiallahu anhu. He said that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we went with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to the graveyard to bury one of the Sahaba died. And we came to the graveyard, the grave was not ready yet. So we sat down with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he sat to talk to us. He said that if the person, when a person is about to leave this dunya, angels will come to take his soul. If he is a good woman, a nice angel, good looking faces of angels will come to him. And they will take his soul easily, like a water going out of the bottle. No trouble. Allahu Akbar. That's about the case. We'll not continue the hadith. We'll talk about it later on. But this was our case. And he gave the other example of the kafirin or munafiqin, hypocrites, when they, they, they are about to leave the dunya, a scary angels will come to take their souls. So when they see them, they are so afraid. The soul will go all inside the, the, the body. It will not leave. So they... Bring it strongly. That's why the kafir you feel so bad when he is dying. While a Muslim he is feeling like his soul is going out like this. Subhanallah al-Azim. Subhanallah al-Azim. That's why? Because they love to remember Allah. There is more than 80 benefits of dhikr. Mentioned by Ibn al-Qayyim in one of his book, Al-Wabil al 
if you want to go and read it, you'll find more than 80 benefits of dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we just brought some of them for example, for examples for tonight. Then the second thing we want to talk about is the types of the dhikr. Now we love to be zakirin, to be with the Muslim who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let's see what are the types of the dhikr. This one of them, well one of them actually is to remember Allah Ta'ala by His name and qualities. And commend Him subhanahu wa ta'ala with Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, Al-Ghafoor, Al-Wadud. But not Hu, Hu, Hay, Hay, because this is not done by Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That's why Shaitan brought these people to fall into the wrong way of remembering Allah. Saying we will remember Allah by one name. That's quicker to have more dhikr. Hey, 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 oh, hey, hey, hey. So many. So they think that they will be written a lot. No. Because this is not done by Muhammad Not ordered by Muhammad so it's bid'ah or nabalti. We'll do what Muhammad told us to do. Is to remember Allah Ta'ala the way he did sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He is our leader. He is our best leader. If Ahmad ibn Hanbal or Shadi or Malik or Abu Hanifa come in the same place and Muhammad is in the same place all of us bless them will follow Muhammad do you think uh, uh, Ahmed bin Hanbal or Abu Hanifa or the others when they come they will say no no follow us leave Muhammad Astaghfirullah they will never do this they are good Imams they are beloved Imams we love them all of them but we love Muhammad more we follow Muhammad more than we do for them they will follow Muhammad they died radiallahu anhum in a good shape. They died following Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And they told us clearly, if you have a hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa throw my words away. But, so to remember Allah's name and qualities, and also commend him subhanahu wa ta'ala with Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Al-Azim, Al-Jaleel, Al-Kareem. These will really make the person get closer to Allah. Subhanallah, 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 Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Just to commend Allah Ta'ala, thanking Allah Ta'ala for His grace, that we will see later on, inshaAllah. Second type of dhikr is to tell what they necessitate. Like what? Like as samir What does this say? That He hears us, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Basir, that He sees us, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Aleem, that he knows everything about us. So when we say these things, this will get us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If a person really always remember that Allah is seeing him, will he do things that Allah does not like? No way. If he always remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is seeing him, hearing him, capable of him subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he will not do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not do. But he will do what Allah loves. There's a, a joke. Sometimes jokes are really giving some good examples. A teacher told his, his uh, students in the class. They are elementary class. He told them, I want each one of you tomorrow to bring me a chicken. Not alive, I want them to kill this chicken in a place nobody sees him. So the next day, all the class brought dead chickens. Except one, he brought a live chicken. 
So the teacher said, why? Why did you kill the children, the chicken? So he told me, the, ch- the child told the teacher, he told me to kill it in a place where nobody sees me. I cannot find this place. He said, why? You have a room in your house to close? He said, I, found, I have, but Allah is seeing me always. So I cannot kill it. A child. A child is remembering Allah and knows Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And acting upon his names and qualities, subhanahu wa ta'ala. What about our Muslims, brothers? What about us? Are we acting upon the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, names and qualities? Subhanallah. One more side of remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to remember his graces on us. And that's really very hard. Why? Because Allah says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْصُوهَا You cannot count how many graces on you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your eyes, your hearing, your heart, your, your kidneys, your lungs. Everything on you is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every grace on you is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you remember this always, you will be remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes, that's why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us to visit the grace. Because when you come to the grace, and you see people are dead, they cannot do any more good deeds. And you are still alive. You can do more good deeds than you say, Alhamdulillah. That's, that's a grace from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you go to the hospital, <coughs> when you go to the hospital, you will see people who are dead or very sick. People with cancer, people with AIDS, people with that. Subhanallah. People cannot talk, people cannot see, people cannot walk. And you are still having all of these things. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. That's why Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when one of the hadith, he told us, the meaning of the hadith, look to the people who are less than you. And don't look to the people who are more than you. That is dunya, of course. Vice versa on deen. Ah, don't put it the same way. In dunya, look to the people who are less than you. If you are having an old car, model or year of uh, 86, look to the people who have 80s or 70s. Don't look to the people who have 202, 201 models. No, this is wrong. Because if you do, look to the people who have more than you, say, I did not have anything. Allah did not give me. Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah. One of the very poor people came to one of these scholars of Islam, Al-Fudayl ibn Iyad, rahimahullah. He said, yeah, Imam Allah, I am so, so poor, I don't have anything. He said, not at all. He said, not at all, not a single thing. You can say pennies that time. However, so he said, the Imam told him, okay, the, will you sell your eyes for 100,000 dinar? He said, no, of course not. But will you sell your ear for 100,000 dinar? He said, no. He said, will you sell this? He said, yeah, Habibi, you have hundreds of thousands of dinars. Why do you say you are poor? How many graces on us? Thousands of graces on us, in our bodies, in our money, in our children. All these are graces. Why do we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it? Because if we remember them and, and thank Allah for them, then we will have two major cases. Relaxation in heart, that's why Allah, alhamdulillah, I have a lot of things. I can see you, or some people cannot see. I can hear, some people cannot hear. I can eat whatever I want, some people cannot. Did I tell you the story of uh, Rajhi? Sheikh Sulaiman Rajhi, he's a good man. Jazakallah khair, the one who owns the, the uh, Rajhi Bank. 
He's a good man as far as I know. A friend of mine told me that I went once to meet him, so they called me and invited me for dinner. When I got to his house, I found dinner from here to up to the end of the masjid. MashaAllah, a table full of food. And he was sitting on the beginning of it with the, his uh, visitors and uh, guests. So, MashaAllah, his table was full, full of every kind of food. Then I looked to the Raja himself. They brought him small plate with small piece of cheese and small piece of bread. So I said, Subhanallah, ish hada, al-Raj'i, the milliardaire person. So I lift my chair and went to him. Sheikh said, what are you doing? Why you don't eat with the others? He said, Alhamdulillah, I can't eat. Although this million dollars he's having, he cannot eat like others. See the president of such and such country, or king of such and such country. Can they walk like you walk? No, you cannot. They cannot walk like you. They have to be covered. Their removing in the country or the area or anywhere else has to be bland. They cannot do what they want to do. You can walk any time. Yalla, just sit on your car and salam. You want to go to Mecca, now go to Mecca. You want to go to Batha, go to Batha. Nobody stops you. Go Batha as you like. No one come and say, oh, you are king, just kill him. How many nirma you have? How many graces you have? You cannot count. وَإِنْ تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تَحْصُوهَا وَمَا بِكُمْ مِنْ نِعْمَةٍ فَمِنَ اللَّهِ You will be tired in counting this ni'mah. So thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this ni'mah. All of thank him subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you, your heart will be calm and also Allah will reward you for that. And he will love you subhanahu wa ta'ala. Last one, last type of zikr, which is the most important one of them, is the recitation of Quran. Reciting the Holy Quran of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best zikr. This Quran actually needs a long talk about, but time is not with us actually. So just remember that these are the words of Allah. This Quran has been descended from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He spoke it, He spoke it subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we love what He said subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should recite it. Uthman ibn Affan radiallahu anhu ardah, the third Khalifa, Rashidin, Khalifa ibn Rashidin, He said, Wallahi la safat qulubukum ma shabi'atum min al-Qur'an If your hearts were purified, you will never be full of Qur'an You will not feel that you are full You will always recite Qur'an Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stood once The whole night with one ayah Whole night with one ayah Reciting the ayah continue You just repeatedly reciting the ayah And he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spent hours and hours at the night Reciting Qur'an until his feet became start to bleed so Aisha our mother said, Ya Rasulullah, why do you do this? Why do you do this? Why do you do this? You have Allah had already forgiven you. So he said, Salah Salam, meaning of that, he said, Shouldn't I be a thankful person to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If every ni'mah you are doing, every zikr you are doing, this is ni'mah on you. Who gave you the capability of making this zikr? Who allowed your tongue? To remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who gave you the capability? Who gave you the help? So many people now are capable of speaking, but they don't speak like you. They don't say, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. They don't say, La ilaha alhamdulillah Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. They don't just say this. Why? Because Allah did not give them the capability. Because they didn't deserve it. While the good moments, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all of the good moments, 
they are having the capability of saying this. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, salli ala Muhammad. They make istighfar and other things that we will say, inshallah. I will see later on, inshallah, in our talk. So actually, to direct us to the right track, to the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is not upon us. We do the best, but Allah is the one who will guide us. While the others, they don't deserve it. Remember the case of Abu Jahl and Abu Lahab? Abu Jahl and Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu? Abu Bakr really wanted to be a Muslim, wanted to follow Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, so Allah gave him the capability. While Abu Jahl wanted to refuse what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is carrying, the deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, so Allah gave him the capability. It's upon us to try and Allah is the help Allah is helping us. So if we really put our schedule in a way that we will remember Allah every time, we will remember Allah every time. It just depends on us. Allah gave us the capability, if we do good things, Allah will reward us. If the others do bad things, Allah will punish them. So be careful. And put the case of zikr of Allah on your schedule daily. Always remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you read the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you find that you have a hadith in every movement in your life. Before you eat, after you finish. Before you go to the bathroom, after you finish. Even before you go to bed with your wife. Before you get to the masjid, when you leave the masjid, before you get to your house, when you leave your house, and so on. If the case you are doing in your life, in your daily schedule, there is zikr for it. Remember it, learn it, learn it, memorize it, remember it all. Then you will be really gaining a lot. You will enjoy your life truly. This is the enjoyment of life, not money, not food, not drink, not drugs, not all of these things. The true enjoyment of life is to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. الذين آمنوا وتطمئن قلوبهم بذكر الله ألا بذكر الله تطمئن القلوب لا think about the case of Quran Quran is the healing is the cureness to our heart and our body وننزل القرآن ما هو شفاء ورحمة للمؤمنين شفاء cureness healing of our bodies and our souls when a person recites the Quran, his soul will come down. الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَتَطْمَئِنُّ قُلُوبُهُمْ بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ When the person recites the Quran, like Ruqiyah, on his body, on the people who are sick, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give them shifa. What's the difference? Nothing better than the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Quran. So keep in touch with it. Or you have one, at least one juzr daily. So you will finish Quran in every month. Daily, you put in your schedule after the Fajr, no need to sleep, yeah. why you sleep after the Fajr? After the Fajr time is the best time you can use. The people of management, they say if you have a time where your body is strong and your mind is strong and nobody is interrupting you, three cases, huh? then you have the best time. And Muhammad says, better than that, بُورِكَ لِأُمَّتِي فِي بُكُورِهَا يعني Barakah will be for his Ummah in the earliest of her days. After Salat al-Fajr, don't rush. To the bed. Don't rush to the bed. Stay in the masjid. Do the dhikr. Recite the Quran. Do what Allah is supposed to do. do. Special Quran. So you recite this part of Quran. One juz a day. Alhamdulillah. You start your day with the best. Then you can go. But those people who sleep until the time of the work. Inna lillahi wa inna yaraj'oon. How are they going to, to, to spend the rest of the day? Very terrible. Very tired. Tired by the body? No, tired by the soul, by the heart. So keep on Quran with you. Not by the 
just decorated writing, not by decorating in the wall, Yasin full with No, Habibi, it's not the case. Quran was not descended to decorate and put in the wall. Quran was descended to be in heart and to practice. When Muslims start to hang Quran in the wall and forgetting Quran, except in the day, the time of death, when people die, they go and recite Quran for them. What are you doing? Your citation is no use here. Misunderstanding of the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa That's wrong understanding by saying that the people who died already recite Yasin for them. What's the use? Recite Yasin when they are dying. That's the meaning of the hadith. Why they are dying? You recite Yasin because this will make the soul go easily of the body. Quran is not for dead people. Quran is for alive people. Put this in mind. Unfortunately, Muslims are using Quran to start a new building or to for the dead people. Maybe what about the life? The life Ali Wali. Astaghfirullah wa Quran is for alive people, not for dead people. Put this in mind. Keep on reciting Quran. Even if you don't know it, even if you have hard time to read it, still recite it. This will get you closer and closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Quran until you have Quran in your heart, then you will be, alhamdulillah, يعني, with, with, with a heart that really enjoys Quran. That is what I have to say tonight. Hope I am not so late for you, but Jazakumullah khair for listening. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you. No, actually a Muslim should not be buried anywhere except in the graveyard. The only Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had, Muhammad sallallahu only had a special case. Because there is a hadith narrated by Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu that if the messenger or the prophet dies, he should be buried where he died. But for our Muslims should be buried only in the graveyard. Why? Because when they are buried in the masjid, as an example, one day will be worshipped instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How is that? Just take it mentally, you think it this way. When a person, a rich man or a pious person, wali, as an example, scholar, when he dies and he said, bury me in this such and such room in the masjid. Right, in the beginning, the first generation, Salaamu Alaikum. And they go to the masjid. Salaamu Alaikum. Later on, the next generation, generation after that, they worship the city of Allah. Who said so? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He gave us an example in the hadith of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma about the, the polytheism when it happens in Nuh people. How it started. In the beginning, these five people died. Five people, wali. When they died, they made pictures of them. Then they made stations of them. Then they made their graves. Then they, then they worshiped the masjid. Not one day. Not one generation, but generation after generation. Now just, when your son comes by, just take an example. Take your son and go to one of these places where there is a person buried in there. He will ask you, Dad, why is this person buried in here? Not, not, why not with the others? Then there has, there has to be something special about this person. Ah, special? Oh, let's go and take barakah. Ah, let's go and ask him instead of Allah. That's what happened. So we have to bury our Muslim brothers in the graveyard with the others. Do you have evidence? Do you have hadith? Don't ask people about things, just ask yourself. If there is an evidence, do it. Yani anything, any ibadah, any worshipping, don't do it unless there is evidence. Quran or Sunnah. Any other things, do it 
unless there is hadith or ayat to tell you what to do. You got to read the rule. The rule is this. Easy. Simple rule. Simple rules in our, in our deen. Simple rule in our deen. When you want to do any worshipping, don't do it unless there is Quran or Sunnah. For dunya, whatever you want to do, do it. Unless there is Quran or Sunnah to say enough to do it. Yani, deen, to do extra deen, forbidden unless there is evidence. To do things in dunya is allowed unless there is evidence to say no. Say, drinking or eating bananas. Do you have evidence to eat it? Why are you eating them? There's no evidence. No, not this way. You eat whatever you want, unless there is evidence to say not to eat it. حُرِّمَتْ عَلَيْكُمُ الْمَيْتَةِ Ah, maita, so we cannot eat meat. Maita. وَلَحْمُ الْخِنْزِيرِ So, swine, you're not allowed to eat, or pork. Okay. And so on. But, he, did he say, حُرِّمَتْ عَلَيْكُمْ حُرِّمَتْ عَلَيْكُمْ كَبْسَةِ Or ruz? Right? Well, this will be trouble then. It's alhamdulillah. Quran is giving us a rule. So if there is no ayah to say, don't eat this thing, then you can eat it. Alcohol. Is it allowed? Is it? Alcohol is allowed? Alcohol. Khamr. Not allowed. Because there is evidence to say not to drink it. Say water. It's allowed. Any food is allowed. Unless there is an evidence to say no. So this is the rule in life. Don't ask about this. Just, if there is an evidence, do it. Yani you have a hadith that Muhammad has told us to recite Yasin on the dying people. Well, let's do it. You have a hadith that Muhammad has is telling us do this in the prayer. We do it. There is hadith or ayah to say, don't do this, we didn't do it. Do, depend on what Allah told us and Muhammad told us. That's good enough. Ruqiyah. Hmm? Ruqiyah. Ruqiyah. Well, Ruqiyah, actually, every Muslim should make Ruqiyah on himself and his children. That's really a practice every Muslim should do. Because it's part of loving Quran. People who do not do this, they're counted as people who are hijran, making hijran to Quran. Means that he's leaving Quran away. No, use Quran because Muhammad himself used to do it. Before he sleeps, he recites Ayatul Kursi, Qulhullah three times, Qulhullah three times, Qulhullah three times, then he makes on his body, all his body. Do it in yourself. If you are sick, you are tired, your children are tired, bring them, recite the Quran on them, recite dua on them. That's what we needed from us. Allah Ta'ala may give them curance directly, or maybe He will keep them sick for some other reasons. Doesn't mean that, okay, I recite the Quran, I made the Ruqya on them, but they are not okay. No, that's not the case. You should do this because this is ibadah, worship. Allah may cure them in the first place, or He may leave them for some other wisdom He wants, subhanahu wa ta'ala, from you to make more dua for Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Loudly with speaking. Ruqya should be loudly with speaking. No, no. No. The citation of Quran, whether in Salah or Ruqya or others, must be with a voice. Moving lips. Especially Ruqya, be careful because if you go some people, you see them, they are making Ruqya while they are magicians. Be careful. You may find some Saudis as an example or other people who are making beards and they are making, we are making Ruqya. So you bring the people to them, sick people, they start. What's he saying? Is he reciting Quran or is he calling the jinn, devil jinn? Ah, be careful. Because sometimes they show that they are Yutawa and good people and they are doing Gurukhya while they are only calling the, the devil jinn to do some things on these people. So when he do this, tell him, I want to hear you. Right? Loud up your voice, I want to hear Quran from you. They cannot recite Quran, they are only just calling the devil jinn for bad things. 
Go ahead. I can't hear you very good. Could you? Little bit. <coughs> yes, brother. Quite often, uh, as we mentioned about music, quite often in our day-to-day job, when we say inshallah, some people object to it. They say, don't say inshallah. Inshallah is also a kind of thing. Uh-huh. Right. So, they are objecting to it. So, are we supposed to abstain from it or are we supposed to still go on saying that because some people they object to it? Why are they objecting it? They feel as if they are trying to escape. It's an easy way to say, okay. Yeah, well, actually, there was a say, say IBM. IBM. Inshallah, Bukhara Ma'alish. Okay, this is wrong. Inshallah is required. Allah told us, Muhammad Ali, Surah Al-Kahf, وَلَا تَقُولَنَّ لِشَيْءٍ إِنِّي فَاعِلٌ ذَلِكَ غَدًا إِلَّا أَنْ يَشَاءَ اللَّهِ So if you want to say, I will do this tomorrow, say Inshallah. Because tomorrow you didn't know. Okay? But unfortunately, lots of people are using Inshallah to run away, as you say, to escape. Inshallah, 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 I mean, inshallah, 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 okay, but if you say, and if you are saying, I will do this, say inshallah, tomorrow I will do this, after 10 minutes, after 20 hours, even if there is an objection, still uh, don't worry about it, if you are going to hear a objection, you are not going to do anything to your deal, okay, second question was, uh, uh, quite often I see the people uh, playing the radio or uh, akira in their office, huh. which is beside their table, you know, of course, they are doing the job, but at the same time, they are not 100% listening to the Quran or the Quran. Hmm. Is it permissible? Yeah, no problem. No problem, as long as, long as they do not interrupt the Quran by... Some people, they make Quran on, and they discuss, and talk, and call on telephone. No, that is not allowed. Because Allah told us in his holy book, وَإِذَا قُرِعَ الْقُرْآنُ فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ وَأَنْصِتُوا So if Quran is recited, you have to listen to it. Yes, you have to listen to it. If you cannot listen and concentrate on uh, that, turn it off. If, you, if someone is calling you on telephone, turn it off. Then talk on telephone. If someone is coming to your office to work, then turn it off because work is here. My observation is that it's running on stop, for example, and then you're doing a job. So uh, in a way, you're not concentrating 100% on the No, you, can, you cannot say that you are not concentrating because you are hearing Quran. Okay, no problem. Yeah. Just hearing is enough. But, but if you, the case of concentration is another case. But it's allowed for a Muslim to have Quran on without concentration as long as he does not interrupt it. Yes, yes. No. And the third question was, like, for example, is it possible for me to recite Quran during the office Of course, I mean, I know, during the office I'm supposed to do the office hour. But then, uh, is it permissible for me to recite Quran? Yes, if you have a free time. If you have a free time. Okay, for example, Salat Zahra, Salat Okay. Not only reciting Quran, but also reading books. As long as you are not taking the time and you are not stopping your work. An example, some people, their, job, their work, their duty is to stay in the office waiting for customers or waiting for telephones or whatever. And they have free time and they are sitting in the office waiting. So in this waiting, he can use it. No problem. He can recite Quran, he can read books. But nobody says, okay, there's a lot of, a queue of people waiting for him and he's making salah. Salah is duha. No, he's not allowed. Or he's reciting Quran. Stay in the queue, and he's reciting Quran. That's not allowed, this guy. But if he is free, he's got nothing to do, and he's in his table waiting for work to come, whether a customer to come, or telephone, or whatever, he's waiting. While waiting, he can recite Quran, he can yani, uh, read books, no problem. Yeah. That's all right. And the last question here is that, uh, what often I observe... You sure this is the last question? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, what often I observe that, uh, 
going to observe that uh, in the office, of course, because he was in the office, so uh, after he finished the prayers, or people who are still continuing the prayers, and the people who finish the prayers, they stand very close to the person who is still continuing the prayers, and they speak very loud. So, that's it. Yeah? That's Tashwish, called in Arabic Tashwish, that Muhammad when he went once, came to the masjid and he brought Sahaba reciting Quran loudly. So he told him, no, to cool, to cool down. You recite Quran or make dhikr. We're not talking about gurgling, about other things. We're talking about Quran and dhikr. Not loud, too much, not less. But not, sometimes you make dhikr like... No, this is not dhikr. Dhikr is to say by tongue. But it depends on the person. If you are sitting in the masjid and there are people are, who are yani, praying far away from you, you can make loudly, after salah special. But if they are making discussion in dunya, they are not allowed to talk about dunya in the message. Message is not for dunya discussion. It becomes very embarrassing for me or for that matter, you know, going and telling them, okay, please, you know, do not talk. No problem. Why not? Why not? This is Amul Ma'aruf Nahi Amunkar. No problem. Go to them nicely. Nicely. And it's that Malah Khair. People are bothered. They cannot do their salah. That's it. Thank you. Yes, brother. Regarding this dual rakat, which you said. Yes. No, no, no. Tahajjud is a different case. Tahajjud is a different case. We'll talk about it, inshallah, next week. Tahajjud is, is uh, 11 rak'ahs. Two, 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 then one. That's Tahajjud. But 12 rak'ahs actually is before Azhur, four rak'ahs. After Azhur, two rak'ahs. These are six. After Al-Maghrib, two, that's how many? Eight. Two after Isha, that's ten. Two before Al-Fajr, these are twelve. Two before Fajr? Yes, before Al-Fajr. Before Al-Fajr. That's called Sunnah Ratiba, Sunnah Ratiba. All of them is called Sunnah Rawatiba. If you pray Vitar after Isha prayer, fine. You should once again pray Vitar during the... No, no, Vitar is once. Vitar is once. One Vitar is to do in one night. But if you can do this after, if you if you can do it in the end of the night, this is the best. If you cannot for your work, whatever, you, you, can, you have to sleep or you sleep late, then you do it before you sleep. It's better to make it late until you worry sleep. If you think that you're going to lose it, then you pray it after Aisha, no problem. Uh, one rak'ah or three rak'ahs, of course two and one or three all together, when one tashahud, one salam, or five, one tashahud, one salam, or five, four, two, two, uh, one, and so on. This is all done by Muhammad Yes, sir. It's a sunnah. It is a sunnah. Yeah, but Sunnah is what? Not Sunnah means it's preferable. No. Sunnah is a must in here. <laughs> no. No. Beer should be left as it is. Without even cut one, because we have clear hadith that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi never, never took one single hair from his beer. That's enough for us. They said Abdullah bin Umar said if you, it's more than four fingers you cut it. That's what Abdullah bin Umar understood. He is Sahabi and he is also a scholar of Sahaba. But still we say Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not take one single hair of his gift. So we love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we follow his sunnah. Sunnah here is not means if you like or not. Optional, no. Sunnah in fiqh is not the same as sunnah in hadith. Sunnah in fiqh means one of the five cases. Whether haram, makruh, mubah, sunnah, or mustahab, wajib. No, this is in fiqh five. When you talk about sunnah, Quran and Sunnah, who means the resources of Islam, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam clearly in his hadith says, A'afu al-liha, akrimu al-liha, arfu al-liha, orders. In Arabic, these are orders, amr. So how can we hear Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam do this? And go, no, no, we will not do it. How is this? Is this loving Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? He's telling us, do this, do it. 
Do. Order. And we are not obeying the order of Muhammad. When you face Muhammad one day, in the judgment day, and he asks you about your beard, why didn't you leave it? Because I'm too busy. I'm too busy to leave my beard. I'm too busy to cut my beard. Muhammad, your beloved, ideal, followed person, he left his beard. So we are doing the same. Of course, shaving the beard is not as drinking alcohol. Not as killing a Muslim. Of course. Bad things, bad deeds are levels. As good deeds are levels also. So, يعني, the worst of bad deeds is politism, shirk. A person who goes into major shirk, he will go to Jahannam. Whether he prays or not, whether he makes the cat or not, whether he says, I love Allah or not, he will go to Jahannam. إِنَّهُ مَنْ يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ الْجَنَّةِ Jahannam is haram for him. Forbidden for him, haram. Why? Because he wants, this is the worst bad deed. But if a person looks to some يعني, good-looking lady, and he moves his head, this is easy, alhamdulillah, inshallah, every good hasana will move this away. So don't put things in the same يعني, uh, box. Don't put everything in one box. They have to be segregated and left. Jazakumullah khair. Brothers, before I forget, brothers, before I forget, Sheikh, he said, he gave a suggestion, every one of us who wants to be reminded by, uh, of the dirt, by email, he is ready to send you a reminder on your email. If you want, just put your email in here, he will send you a reminder every week. Anyone who wants. <coughs> السلام ورحمة الله كيف حالك يا so, what is this? What is this? Uh, this year? 